All right, this is CR 2018-114770-001, State of Arizona v. Brittany Ann Zamora. This is the time set for sentencing. Appearances for the record, please. Your Honor, good morning. Lacey Fisher for the State. And for the record, Your Honor, the victim attorneys for victim A's guardians are present and victim B's guardian is present. Thank you. Good morning, Your Honor. Belenor Medogarra on behalf of my client, Brittany Zamora, who is in custody, setting that defense table. Good morning. All right. I know typically I ask that you approach the podium, but today I'm going to ask that you just remain seated at council table for the sentencing. All right. Please state your true and correct name. Brittany Ann Zamora. And your date of birth? 1591. The court having previously accepted your pleas of guilt, it is the judgment of the court. You are guilty of three crimes. Amended count one, sexual conduct with a minor, a class two felony, and dangerous crime against children. The offense occurring in Maricopa County between September 1, 2017 through and including March 22, 2018. As to victim A, it is a non-dangerous, non-repetitive offense under the criminal code in violation of the statute set forth in the plea agreement. It is also the judgment of the court you are guilty of amended count two, attempted molestation of a child, a class three felony, and dangerous crime against children. The offense occurring in Maricopa County between September 1, 2017 through and including March 22, 2018. As to victim A, it is a non-dangerous, non-repetitive offense under the criminal code in violation of the statute set forth in the plea agreement. It is also the judgment of the court you are guilty of amended count 15, public sexual indecency, a class five felony that occurred in Maricopa County between September 1, 2017 through and including March 22, 2018. As to victim B, it is a non-dangerous, non-repetitive offense under the criminal code in violation of the statutes set forth in the plea agreement. The court has read and considered the pre-sentence report, the stipulations in the plea agreement, the state's sentencing memorandum, defendant's sentencing memorandum, and the many letters attached to that sentencing memorandum. I have considered the psychosexual evaluation provided by the court at the settlement conference. I have considered the information provided at the settlement conference, including the sentencing, um, the, 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 uh, settlement conference memorandum, excuse me, that was provided at the settlement conference, and the deviation request submitted to the state by defendant. And finally, I have considered the sentencing memorandum for the victim impact statement for victim A was provided to the court. You have been in custody 478 days. Does that sound correct? Yes. Not everything in life is what it seems because even salt looks like sugar. And make sure you let your husband know that you like 13-year-old boys. Greetings from the dark side of the pomegranate. I am your host, Billy Hoosh. Welcome to Even Salt Looks Like Sugar, a podcast that explores true crime, paranormal activity, and unsolved mysteries. This series discusses difficult and distressing subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 14, The Bizarre Case of Brittany 
Zamora. Hello, I'm Sarah Afshar. A teacher should always be confident of his or her work ethic. They should also be capable of any workload thrown at them, as they should be able to handle any objection thrown their direction. A teacher should always convey and project their knowledge with their student and connect them with the appropriate material. A teacher should always, always inspire his or her students and not only develop an open-minded yet optimistic decorum, they should maintain it as well. In addition to this, a teacher should always love what they do. Being passionate is everything and extremely vital as many people want to be a teacher but sadly do not have what it takes to be one. A teacher will struggle but this is a reminder that they are human after all. A teacher should always be willing to reflect, to change and even adapt just as they should be willing to work. Not only should they understand their role in a child's life, they should inspire, encourage, and help their students when they need it. A teacher is a role model. A teacher should never yell, nor degrade, demand, insult, assault, or even attack their students. A teacher should also never engage in any sexual or sexually inappropriate acts that would compromise and jeopardize their student and that student's place in their life. But what happens when a dishonorable, double-dealing degenerate with mentally stunted growth takes it upon herself to destroy a young teenage boy's life just to satisfy her own? Not everything in life is what it seems because even salt looks like sugar. Teachers are some of the most prominent and dominant members of our society. These accessibly enthusiastic individuals educate the status quo, primarily children and young adults, to become better citizens for themselves and for humanity. They also help improve and inspire the lives of those they teach. Their effect on their students is extremely immense as they help encourage their students to learn and succeed. However, a teacher must possess a certain standard of ethics, decorum, and rapport because their impact can have everlasting effects on their students. But what happens when the person you thought was an excellent teacher was actually the opposite. This is the bizarre case of Brittany Zamora. I don't care what you want to do. What type of perverted person are you? I want to know right now. Life was beginning to take off for Brittany Zamora. She attended Arizona State University where she graduated with not only a 4.0 GPA, but a bachelor's degree in elementary education. She decided to continue her education at one of the most prestigious Christian universities in the world, Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, with a master's degree in education and a specialization in educational leadership. 
Zamora's impeccable credentials garnered her several awards as a fifth grade teacher at Littleton Elementary School in Avondale, Arizona, including Teacher of the Year for the 2015 through 2016 academic school year. Zamora also achieved a Teacher of the Month award a year later. She married Daniel Zamora, a successful tattoo artist and business owner whom she dated for years. Her goal was to start a family, teach, travel, and enjoy life. Yes, life. And speaking of life, hers was starting to take off for the then 27-year-old after she landed a teaching job at the Las Brias Academy Elementary School in Goodyear, Arizona as a sixth grade teacher. At least that is what everyone who knew her thought. Not everything in life is what it seems because even salt looks like sugar. If you're enjoying tonight's episode of Even Salt Looks Like Sugar, please subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spreaker, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Also visit our official website, EvenSaltLooksLikeSugar.com. Thank you for listening. Hi, your name and your date of birth, please? Brittany Zamora, 1591. Suspicion grew when speculation started to rise among the students. And although this speculation was considered a rumor at the time, quite a few children who were connected to the innocent young man involved knew exactly what was going on, but didn't want to say anything in fear, in fear of not being believed. Zamora was suspected of sexual misconduct with a 13-year-old boy on Thursday, March the 22nd, 2018, after the boy's parents discovered bizarre text messages exchanged by Zamora and their son. The 13-year-old boy started acting angry and aggressive, not to mention overtly discreet and his parents grew ultimately suspicious. That's when they took the liberties of installing sentry parental control to monitor messaging apps to find out what was actually going on with their child. Shortly after, they discovered the unthinkable. The despicable teacher was saved in their son's phone as Mrs. Zamora, where Zamora texted her student, Aw, baby, I wish you were here with me now. The pedophile continued sending multiple messages before saying to her underage student, Like you for real, get sexier to me every day. Laugh out loud. You're a child molester, do you understand me? Um, no. why do you say that? Oh, gee, I'm a lot smarter than you. Can we meet, you know, to talk about this? Is there something we can settle out, you know, outside? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's what we can do so I can give you a chance to do it to some other kid. Yeah, that's exact that's exactly what we're gonna do. That's exactly no. And make sure you tell your husband what's going on. In a separate text message exchange, she messages him again and says, Come to my home, boy, before saying, I can have a full day of sex with you. Just before she asks her student if he received her photos she sent of her in her underwear. When they asked their son about it, he didn't want to say too much due to shame and humiliation, but then their son admitted to sleeping with the disgraced teacher. The parents informed the principal of the school who decided to conduct his own independent investigation of the entire ordeal. But sadly, nothing was done. He is right here. Can he talk to you? Oh yeah, put your husband on the phone. She's done so much and she made a huge mistake. The biggest mistake of anybody could ever make in a whole entire world. She think about, you know, God, God preaches forgiveness, man. Your wife decided to be a monster and prey on a child. She scarred my son mentally. Do you understand what a 13-year-old boy did? Have sex with a teacher? Do you get that at all? Then, a few months later, on Friday, December the 14th, 2018, the victim told his parents everything, revealing even more sinister details than before. He told them about the sexual encounters, including the days and the nights he would visit her. Shortly after the victim's story was shared, several other young boys shared their experiences with Zamora including an unidentified 13-year-old boy who said Zamora questioned whether or not he was circumcised, but he swore it never went any further than that. Additionally, several students were interviewed where they revealed that Zamora visibly flirted with the victim and his friends. This prompted the authorities to get involved almost immediately after. You gotta understand, a 27-year-old monster took advantage of a 13-year-old child. I got a, a notification from an app that we set on our son's phone. It linked directly to my phone, and it picked up certain keywords. And anytime those keywords were used, I received a notification. So that day, that's what happened. And I saw the conversation where her name was in there. I said, I know. So I'm just asking you to make sure it's the truth. Who is this in this message? And that's when he told me my teacher. And then I asked him all what happened between him and his teacher. And he told us that they kissed and they had sex. It's starting to hit him, the reality of what actually happened, that he was taken advantage of. If we didn't have the app and we didn't take all the steps, we'd never known that this happened to my son. And how much longer could it have gone? How many other boys could this teacher have done this to? The parents of the 13-year-old boy shared every single detail with detectives. That is when the 13-year-old boy, the victim, said that he and Zamora began texting each other. The texting eventually escalated to sexting where the victim claims Zamora sent him scantily clad photos of herself in lingerie before actual nudes. The victim, the 13-year-old boy, also claims he had sex with Zamora over four times, emphasizing 
that they had sex in various places, including her car and in the actual classroom. In fact, a witness, a 12-year-old boy, also shared his testimony, claiming he witnessed the 13-year-old boy, his friend, having sex in the classroom with the disgraced teacher, Brittany Zamora, multiple times, and that he was forced to be on the lookout and stand guard in case anyone would show up, including other staff members and students. After several encounters, he refused to stand by and watch the door because of how wrong it was and how uncomfortable he felt. It was discovered that Zamora not only sent this unidentified 12-year-old boy her nude photos, but made promises to give him good grades if he kept quiet. Multiple students came forward claiming they thought it was a rumor that she was doing inappropriate things with other students. But most of the kids knew of their relationship due to the favoritism she expressed in the classroom towards the victim. She also gave the 13-year-old boy oral sex in the classroom and exchanged multiple handwritten notes back and forth during school hours. The 13-year-old boy cooperated with authorities and when interrogated answered every question they had about him and Zamora's relationship. He said, and I quote, The first we kissed, like I was saying bye to her, and I gave her a hug, and she started to kiss me, so I kissed her back. As the interrogation continued, the forensic specialist asked if Zamora got on top of the victim to the victim directly. The victim answered, mm-hmm. When the forensic specialist continued by asking whose idea it was, the 13-year-old boy said immediately it was her idea. Can, can you um, explain to me, can we meet you know, to talk about this, Ms. something we can settle out, you know, outside. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's what we can do so I can give you a chance to do it to some other kid. The parents of the 13-year-old boy cooperated with detectives assigned to the case. They decided to contact Zamora on the phone directly. Unaware that she was being recorded, Zamora not only confessed, but begged and pleaded with them not to go to law enforcement. Zamora relentlessly apologized for all the damage she created. She also said she was willing to voluntarily resign from her teaching job at Los Breas Academy Elementary School. Keep in mind, as she tried to save herself from embarrassment and doing jail time for sleeping with a child, she also insisted that the victimized 13-year-old boy's parents meet with her in person to discuss the entire situation further. Moreover, her husband, Daniel Zamora, attempted to talk and reason with the parents, but this did not work. Your wife decided to be a monster and prey on a child. She scored my son mentally. For, do you understand what a 13-year-old boy did having sex with a teacher? Do you get that at all? You're asking me to forgive you, mom, I'm not listening. I'm not even getting involved with this. You'll know the truth in a few short days. Her confession allowed authorities to snag a warrant. She was arrested shortly after. Despite her attorney, Belen Olmedo, 
Guerra sad attempts at attacking the 13-year-old boy and blaming him for Brittany Zamora's outlandish and bizarre actions, the court did not rule in Zamora's favor. Internet trolls took to social media to defend the disgraced educator by attacking the parents of the 13-year-old boy and even the victim himself. It was also discovered that Zamora admitted indirectly to a close personal friend that she was having sex with a 13-year-old boy. The friend said to her she loved her, but told her how wrong it was. Do you have uh, anything on you that's gonna hurt me, poke me, stick me, Brittany? Do you have anything on you that's gonna hurt me, poke me, stick me, anything like that? Uh, no. Anything dangerous? No weapons? Okay. Yeah, can you? Yeah, you will. You, this is your personal your property. So everything that goes in this bag. I'm going to take your necklace off as well. Um, so we'll document it. Can you unhandcuff me so I can take my belly button now? Your what? My belly we'll, we'll let you. We'll do that at the okay. jail. Okay. We're not going to have Or at the station. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll have you do the same with the nose ring too. Right not right now. No, no, no. Get back there. Yeah. Face a vehicle for me. She says she does have a wire. A wire? Okay. Alright, what I'm gonna do is a blade technique. I'm just gonna go below the breast, okay? And then uh, you're wearing a dress. Other than that, you don't have anything stuffed in your bra? No. Okay. Okay. And then is this uh, just an outer? Yeah, okay. you can take it off. No, you can keep it on. I'm just making sure I'm not missing anything. Can you turn towards me? Open up your mouth. Lift up your tongue. And then I will help you. I know it's a big step. I'm only five foot. I know. I, I feel it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And scoot your butt a little forward, and you're going to be able to lean back and put your arms right here. So it's kind of a cut out a yeah. little bit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Sort of. So and you can put your weight on them. Yeah. They are metal, so they don't bend. I know you're short, you're just like me, so that thing's gonna be right in your face. a new case out of Superior Court for four counts of sexual conduct with a minor, class two felonies, five counts of sexual conduct with a minor, class two felonies, two counts of child molestation, class two felonies, 
and one count of obscene material transmittal, a class four felony. On Friday, July the 12th, 2019, Brittany Zamora was sentenced to 20 years at the Perryville Prison in Goodyear, Arizona. After Zamora is released in 2038, she must register as a sex offender for the state of Arizona and will be on probation for the rest of her life. Zamora blamed her actions on abandonment issues, claiming her father leaving her mother for a mistress made her lose her identity and self-worth. Her mother also defended her actions, making others aware that her daughter helped many people and has no hate in her heart, despite the fact she likes little boys. Good morning, Aaron. I want to start off by apologizing to the victim and his family. I'm sorry for any undue stress or pain that I may have caused. I'm ashamed of my actions and am completely remorseful and truly regret what took place. I'm known to be a responsible, caring, happy, and thoughtful person. My actions were completely out of character for me. As an adult and teacher, I am meant to set an example and I did not follow according to that expectation. Prior to this incident, I have been an amazing teacher and citizen. I started programs while teaching to help stop bullying, teach girls about nutrition, fitness, create fundraisers to help with autism, and help families in need. Filled 25 plus desks with school supplies each year and even won Teacher of the Year in 2016. As far as a citizen goes, I've lived my life respecting and trying to obey every law. I am not a threat to society by any means. On the contrary, I have tried to help our society as much as I can. This includes helping out the homeless, volunteering for the city, and giving time to assist with church programs. Over the past 16 months, I've grown within my faith, and that has helped me not only get through each day, but has led me to reflect on how sincerely I took life for granted a life that I've been working so hard to set up for a successful and bountiful future. I would do anything to re-enter society sooner for a second chance. This sentencing is not only taking decades of my own life and experiences away, but those of my loved ones as well. My family knows who I am and my heart, so it is just as hard on them. Therefore, I would also like to apologize to them. As stated earlier, I never want to hurt anyone, and it tears me apart to know that I have, and I'm deeply sorry. This is not the first time a female teacher has broken the rules by sleeping with underage students. In the summer of 2015, a 29-year-old Jennifer Caswell received 15 years in prison for having sex with her then 15-year-old student. Another woman, Deborah Lafave pled guilty in 2005 to lewd and lascivious battery against a minor after sleeping with her 14-year-old student. And in 1997, Mary Kay Letourneau pled guilty to sleeping with her underage student. The affair began in June of 1996. At the time, she was 34 years old and he was only 13. Letourneau later married, had children with, and spent almost 15 years with the 13-year-old boy, who is now 37, up until her death in July of 2020.
Pamela Rogers, a former elementary school gym teacher who sexually molested her 13-year-old student in 2004. Rogers faced 15 counts alone in 2005 and was sentenced to minimal prison time. Then, in 2006, she made contact with the 13-year-old boy from her father's cell phone. This prompted authorities to step in and arrest her immediately. After serving time, she was released and then arrested again. Now she's serving time in prison for a crime that doesn't involve having sex with young students. Jennifer Fincher from Polk County, Florida was arrested in April of 2014 for having sex with not one, but three underaged boys. She is currently serving her 22-year sentence in prison. Other disgraced teachers who have had sexual relations with their students include 28-year-old Hailey Way from Austin, Texas, who was intimate with two underage boys, Rachel Respes and her colleague Shelley Dufrenzi, two high school teachers from Destron, Louisiana, who slept with their minor students, and the most recent 24-year-old Alexandra Vera from Houston, Texas, who had sex with her 13-year-old student. This is just not okay. There is no silver lining. Where is the good in this situation? And where is the silver lining? There is no silver lining in the situation. In late April of 2020, while behind bars, the disgraced teacher Brittany Zamora filed a petition for the dissolution of marriage with Daniel Zamora at the Maricopa County Family Court. And as of May 2020, they are divorced. It is believed that Brittany divorced Daniel because she believes he is the reason she's behind bars. All right, the court has considered the nature and circumstances of the offenses. The court has identified aggravating and mitigating circumstances and weighed and balanced those circumstances. As aggravation, the court finds the defendant's conduct caused physical, emotional, and financial harm to the victims. There were multiple victims. The defendant violated and abused a position of trust. I find the circumstances of the offenses to be especially aggravating and the fact that these events occurred over a period of time. I also find his aggravation and the defendant's efforts to conceal her conduct from others. As mitigation, the court finds the defendant did accept responsibility by pleading guilty. She has expressed her remorse. She has no prior criminal history. I've considered her age. I've considered the difficulty she experienced while growing up, as described by her mother and in all of the reports I've read. I have considered her character, as described in all of the documents I have read, and the accomplishments uh, and achievements that she was able to um, complete 
prior to these events. I find that she has community support. She has family support. I have also considered the information in the risk assessment, and that includes some mental health issues as described by her attorney. I've also considered the fact that under the plea agreement, the defendant will be on supervised probation for a lifetime term on two counts. So, after weighing and balancing all of these factors, the court finds the stipulations in the plea agreement are appropriate. I'm going to order that the defendant register as a sex offender as to all three counts. I'm going to order that restitution remain open on all three counts for a period of 750 days. For amended count one, the court finds that the presumptive term is appropriate. So it is ordered the defendant be incarcerated in the Department of Corrections for 20 calendar years with credit for 478 days of pre-sentence credit. As to amended count two and amended count 15, it is ordered suspending the imposition of sentence and placing the defendant on supervised probation for a lifetime term to begin upon physical release from the Department of Corrections. The terms and conditions of probation are in writing. You'll have an opportunity to read and sign those terms shortly. When you sign the terms of probation, it indicates to the court you understand and will follow those terms. If you do not follow those terms, you can be returned to court. If you found a violation, your probation could be revoked and you could be sent back to prison for the maximum term provided by law for each of these offenses for counts two and 15 as amended. Do you understand? Yes. You are to follow all of the standard terms and conditions of probation. In addition, you are to have no contact with any victim. You are not to return to the scene of the crime. This is your host, Billy Hoosh, signing off. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, remember, not everything in life is what it seems, because even salt looks like sugar. <laughs>